0: I'm going Welcome to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host Evan Preparis, and joining me is my co-host Brenna Calvert. Say hi, Brenna.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Uh, here are the Strength and Speed Podcast. We don't have a tagline yet, so uh, we'll kind of work on that later. But this is our first episode. Uh, we want to come to you to bring you some details about the OCR community, and uh, so we decided to start a podcast. Uh, we're just gonna since this is the first episode, we're just gonna talk a little bit about who I am, who Brenna is, and just kind of why we're starting an OCR podcast and what makes us different from some of the other podcasts you're listening to. Uh, So we'll kind of just start off with what this podcast is about. It's about obstacle course racing. Um, So the big question would then be, why are we doing another OCR podcast? Because there's some great ones currently out there, Overcome and Run, Obstacle Racing Media has one, The Obstacle Order, uh, Link Endurance, just to name a few. Um, So we're... A dirt in your skirt, of course, yeah. Uh, Margaret Schlatters. Um, so what we're hoping to do is, uh, one is bring some lessons learned from some other sports. Uh, one of the things I always say is, obstacle course racing is new, but physical improvement in sports are not new. So a lot of the lessons that we're trying to solve in obstacle course racing have already been solved by other sports. So you know, over the course of the next months and years, however long this podcast goes on for, you know, we'll. Continue to pull in athletes from other sports and try to take some of their lessons learned so that they figured out and apply them to OCR. Uh, specifically, just off the top of my head, you know, you can pull in some of the lessons learned from climbers or people who do Ninja Warriors for obstacles or even strongmen because uh, strongmen have grip strength on, as one of their obstacles where they do heavy carries. Um, so the second reason, second reason, second reason, second reason, the race series, you know, the Spartan gets a lot of coverage, and now Tough Mudder's been getting a lot of coverage with their coverage on CBS. So looking to highlight some of the smaller ones, um, some of the ones you, people typically don't talk about, you know, Indian Mud Run, Battlegrounds, obviously Conquer the Gauntlet. And,
1: uh, I was going to say, cough, cough, Conquer the Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so definitely want to talk about some of those and give them some love uh, because this industry is bigger than one or two companies. Other than that, um, after appearing on a couple of podcasts from other uh, hosts, I wanted to get into some topics that we only kind of touched on on those. So looking to delve into topics a little more deeply here uh, and kind of explore them fully rather than just touching and going. And finally, uh, be the best reason is a way to give back to OCR. I like talking about OCR. I like spreading the word of how much fun the sport is and how great it is to the people in it. Uh, it's a sense of community that you – kind of never see anywhere else. I, you know, I've done a lot of different sports, but this one is definitely unique. Uh, so looking to give back to everyone. And uh, I personally started running through all my OCR podcasts within a week. Uh, so I needed more content.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of touching base with Evan on all that. Um, he's going to be your, your content guy and guru, kind of the brains. Um, but I want to be a part of this and kind of learn from it and get to experience the um, smaller side of things in a way. I mean, Evan's known through the community, and I'm slowly being known, and most of you know who I am at this point. But, you know, I'm not like Margaret out there in the media source and the other gurus that everybody goes to for media. So I'm just kind of a different take on things, learning myself, and um, getting it out there to a smaller a smaller tight community, but like you said, you know, highlighting the smaller race series and even guys like Savage Race too. They're a big series, but, you know, you don't hear about them too much necessarily other than what they put out there. So, um yeah, I'm just excited to bring this to the community for everybody and be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. So thank you Evan for
0: bringing me on. Definitely a good point with, about Savage Race. Uh, I actually still haven't done one of those, but I got one lined up for April. Oh my I'm gosh. Not... I just... Oh, does that, mean... Is
1: that Georgia? Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm supposed to. I may have a bachelor party that weekend, so uh, it's still Whatever. on the fence if I'm going. But hopefully, I'll be there.
1: Well, well I'll be at that one. So yeah. add it to your calendar.
0: And I feel like I feel like people know you more than they know me,
1: but um, that's all right. <laughs> I, you're you're a little more well, social we'll in that. person. Well, yeah, when we see why who who are what we're known for, I guess we'll see who knows who more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, obviously, I put out a lot of uh, articles and. Uh, stuff online so um i think my name gets out there a lot I'm not sure how many people know who i am by face I don't there you know. go
1: but i'm kind of the opposite i'm more they know my face and stuff but that's about it <laughs> my voice maybe yeah
0: anyway so well since this is just an intro episode we just kind of wanted to touch base and tell you a little about who we are if you're tuning in and you're wondering who these two people are that are hosting a podcast uh we'll just kind of run through that some of our background um so let's start off with you, Brenna. You know, let's uh, talk about, you know, what sports did you play growing up and kind of take me through some high school years and post high school and kind of how you ended up in OCR.
1: Oh, man. So I'd say taking me back, but I'm actually one of the younger ones, I guess. It's not too bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm 29 and I grew up playing. I was that little girl that played every sport, you know, YMCA, soccer season basketball season softball you name it gymnastics i tried everything i was in a little town that was known for basically all the kids played outdoor sports and then you grew up into high school sports and we had a great training facility that funneled like olympic athletes for swimming and diving so i kind of bred into being an athlete um Fell in love with basketball, and as a little tall kid, lanky, so basketball came naturally. And just everybody was like, "Yep, that's perfect for you. Sounds good." And I, you know, stuck with that through middle school, junior high. Uh, it was the first sport you could play in school, I think, when I was in like seventh grade. Did that, and then um, high school, when sports actually kind of start to matter for kids. Uh, freshman year, of course, started playing basketball. But it was really competitive, the girls' basketball team. So I was kind of like the freshman squad. You know, I didn't really make JV or varsity or anything cool. So I still loved it, but I went out and started doing track in the off season, mm-hmm. um just to keep busy. And that's when it happened. So I decided and apparently knew that I liked running. And um, so I ran high school track. I was varsity track as a freshman and ran, let's see, the 400. And the 200 um, went to regionals for the 400 and, like, the 4x400 relay team. We had pretty awesome um, track and cross-country, really. Yeah. But at, at that time, it was kind of funny because I hated distance. Like, when I had to run the mile in basketball, I thought, oh, my gosh, a mile? Are you kidding me? That's that's just terrible. Who would ever want to run a mile? And then track, like, 400 meters, one lap around the track. Oh, that was all I was going to do because I was sprinting that and it almost killed me every time. So why would I want to do it four times? (laughs) And then I laugh now because here I am like, wow, definitely looking back and running a mile. It's that's like piece of cake now, Mm -hmm. not as much into the endurance as you are, but, um, I can definitely do more than a mile. So yeah. But after high school, I mean, that's been 10 years, I think. When did I graduate? I actually graduated in 04. Oh, man, that's been 12 years since I graduated high school. And um, I kind of – I graduated high school a year early, and I graduated when I was 16. And I decided not to pursue, like, a track athlete scholarship, anything, in college. I don't know. Looking back now, I'm kind of kicking myself. But I just – at that point, I didn't want to have no life. (laughs) I wanted to go to college and be – a I don't know. Have fun and just kind of live the college life. And I didn't want to be a student athlete and not get out much. Yeah, I, so think, I, decided- I think some
0: people forget about that. You know, when you're competing at a high level in sports or you know you have a scholarship, you really need to sacrifice some stuff. You you know you can't be going out and partying every weekend if you want to run well.
1: Um, exactly. And so. I, I was young, and I just I mean I was like I said I was 16, so I decided not to do that. Which now I'm like, okay, whoops, maybe I should have. But um, so that ended my, like, high school athletics was basically when I was 16, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. And I didn't really do much until OCR. So that's my athletic background. <laughs> well,
0: I, I will say that some of the people who end up doing, you know, those, uh, a lot of racing in high school and college end up burning out, you know. And they, they finish those eight years of nonstop competitive running, and they were just like, and I'm done. You know, they, they hit their peak, and they, it, it burns them out. They no longer want to run. Um, I, well,
1: have... I, I mean, I see that, but then I also, I'm like, I wanted, it was kind of cool because as soon as I finished high school, I was like, man, I wish I could be a pro athlete. And I, a lot of <laughs> friends of mine went to college and, you know, continued their sports careers and were awesome in college. And I was like, oh man, yep. I'll never be a pro athlete. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things change.
1: <laughs> so so what did you, what'd you do in school?
0: So I, uh, I was pretty yeah. unathletic <laughs> growing up. Um, have you ever seen the show, the Goldbergs on ABC?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that little kid Adam is like my fucking clone. Oh, also there's some cursing in this if case you're listening. Uh and there will be. Um yeah, anyway, that kid is literally like my clone. It's scary. Uh he looked okay. like me growing up. He acts like me. Uh my sister will watch the episodes and call me and be like, "Hey, Adam just did Adam just gave this girl a green lantern ring." That's like Okay, 100% so there's the
1: Dunnor the Goldbergs explain what what this character
0: is. Oh, so he's just like he's very nerdy. I mean, he you know, he likes comic books. He likes um, the, the one big difference between me and him is he like videotapes everything. I never had a video camera, but, um, <laughs> you know, just the typical, you know, he'd grown up in the eighties. So he likes Voltron and He-Man and GI Joe and,
1: oh, and all He-Man, that stuff. Oh, He-Man, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so that was kind of me growing up, you know, in high school, I got into a little bit, of, I, I, I did play sports growing up. I played some soccer. Uh, I played baseball. I was terrible. In high school, I ran cross-country for a little bit, but it was, to, like, get out of marching band. I didn't actually like running. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, if you would have lined us up in high school, you know, like, the they give, like, the superlative awards at the end of high school, like, most likely to whatever, I would not be listed as an athlete. Not even close. Um, oh, man. And then I got in uh, – but I, I always did some sports, um, so I wasn't, like, complete. I wasn't completely terrible, I guess and but I I, like I was big into Boy Scouts um and then from that I ended up uh going to college at Johns Hopkins and got into a program called uh Reserve Officer Training Corps so it's basically the army like army training type stuff and uh in order to be good at that you had to be physically fit so I started I was like all right well if I want to be good at this I better start doing fitness stuff (laughs) and it was like a slippery slope like I just fell into it and like it was like a runaway train, you know, uh, I went from like, I think I did my first quote unquote race. It was like a 10 miler junior year and then senior year I ran a marathon and then by the end of senior year I'd done a 40 mile race and by the summer of senior year I did an Ironman. See, there that's,
1: that's different what I'm saying is you're like, yeah, I did my first race and it was 10 miles. I mean, I'm talking about like <laughs> running a mile. and
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: I mean, so, I, I mean, yeah,
0: so for freshman, sophomore, junior, you know, again, I, I did running, but it was very – I wouldn't call it serious running. I and mean, I was never following a training plan or anything. So.
1: Well, uh, then let's touch from that, talking about – we'll switch to – I'll ask you what – okay, so that was your background. What got you into OCR officially because now, I mean, you're full-on OCR athlete.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% committed to OCR now. I love it. Um so I was – like I said, I wasn't very good at anything, so I just kind of hopped back and forth between sports. So I would do like – you know, I would do um, – yeah, post-senior year, uh, I would do like marathon running for a little while and like train for that. And then I would be like, eh, well, that was fun, but I'm tired of running, so I'm just going to switch to strength training. So I would do that for a while and I like practice powerlifting. And um, so I just kind of hopped back and forth uh, between all these different sports, triathlon uh, and – over the years, like, you do enough volume, spread out, and consistently, you actually start getting good at some point. And uh, it happened all of a sudden. Like, I didn't even realize what was going on. Like, I at one point, I ended up doing a race and like, my, my first war, competitive Warrior Dash. And, like, I won. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I'm not supposed to win races.
1: Like, I've never <laughs> won a
0: race. This is ridiculous. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't race. Yeah, like,
0: so, like, the, the bouncing back and forth between sports uh just kind of naturally led me to OCR. And I kind of, like fell face first into it and one of my friends had been telling me to do it for years and I just uh I didn't like the slogan like some of the marketing they had you know they were like toughest mutters you know it was like the toughest race ever and I was like well it's like 12 miles so I mean it's it's challenging uh but you know if you're a serious endurance athlete you know like 12 miles is not a right there's other yeah it's not a it's not the hardest race ever um so I just kind of like fell face first into it and uh at the time, uh, I'd made some friends over at Under Armour through this weird internship program I did over there. And they were sponsoring World's Toughest Mudder. So I ended up doing World's Toughest Mudder uh, in 2014. It was like my fifth obstacle race. And uh, <laughs> I'd never done a Tough Mudder before. And I finished like 13th with 75 miles. And I was like, again, the surprise, I was like, oh, my God, I've never done never done that well on anything. Um,
1: <laughs> Much and then I had, like...
0: That. So starting in 2015, like I stopped doing everything else but obstacle course racing, and I, I completely changed my training. So, nice. how did you end up falling into the obstacle course racing world?
1: Oh man, so um, like I said, I so I, my background after school, high school was basically restaurants. So I've done restaurant work for 13 years, um, like server, hostess, bartender, manager, you name it. Hotels, restaurants, bars, everything. Um, And I was living, I don't know, I guess throughout that, you know, I'd run a couple miles here and there, and I was just that, like, average. I'd have, like, a week or two where I felt really motivated, and I'd work out hardcore for two weeks, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that was fun, and then kind of fall off. Or I did the whole phase of P90X and insanity, you know, where I'd go for a month, just mm-hmm. real oh intense, and then just kind of like, okay, never mind, that was fun again. <laughs> but I just have always been the natural athlete that just has fun doing things so i was living in virginia and moved to be with my family in atlanta and this was like i guess four years ago i think coming up this spring will probably be about four years um and i just moved there and it was like march and my brother my older brother um again athletic in high school and stuff but didn't really do anything outside of that messaged me and he's like, Hey, do you want to do this event with me? And I had no idea what he was talking about and he goes, just Google or YouTube this and it was Spartan Race. So I YouTube Spartan race and of course you know all these videos come up and it's the fog and you know the like yeah, yeah. crawling through everything and the loud music and the deep voice just like motivating you and giving you chill bumps before you knew anything else. So <laughs> What year, what year was this? I think this was Four years ago, so like 2013.
0: Okay, so yes, yeah, Spartan Race had been around for at least a couple of years at that point.
1: Yeah, so it had been, but I, I had, yes. I, had you know, I had no idea what this was. I mean, I wasn't even told to look up like obstacle course racing My brother just said, "Look up Spartan Race," and that's what we're gonna do. I'm like, all right, you know, awesome. Got goosebumps. Yeah, I want to. I can do that. That's totally what I can do. So this was Atlanta Spartan Sprint in 2013. Went and did that with my brother, and it was awesome. I remember like he fell off one of the balance obstacles, like little stumps, and it was just kind of stupid. He stepped up on it and then wasn't ready to go, so he got down and they told him that he failed and had to do burpees. Mm-hmm. I just remember he was so, so pissed. He's like, I didn't even like give it a full effort. So I kept on going, and then I just remember I was like, ah, oh, I beat my brother in our first little like Spartan race. <laughs> and of course, go home, brag to my sister and tell her that and telling everybody like, oh, I beat my brother. Well, I mean, I hadn't even like, I mean, that was one sprint, and I think I, what they say, drank the Kool-Aid, like, real quick, it hit me. And so I guess when you get out to the parking lot of the races, you have all these flyers on your cars, and I think we had, like, four other events on my car. So went home and did what the first person does is Google OCR and signed up for, I think, maybe Warrior Dash was the second thing we did. Was that, Mm -hmm. is Warrior Dash the one with the fuzzy helmets?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the second race I did. And um, did that one with him for fun, and then after that, I basically like I I don't know how I met a group of people, but somehow got involved with Gormers, which for those that don't know, like every city has their little you know local race chapter or social media group, and um, Gormer is the Georgia obstacle race and mud runners. Um, so I got involved with them, and basically from there it was history. I'm kind of just like started racing with teams and fun races yeah. i did that for like a year you know where i i kind of did every you know i tried i did a tough mudder in atlanta i ran savage race um warrior dash spartan race i feel like there's another one you know just tried maybe Rose rugged maniac or something like that and then um a friend all of a sudden said hey there's this new race series coming to atlanta and it's or actually they were going to um south carolina is where it was and it was Battle Frog, And they were like, you should compete elite because I think you'd be great. And I was just like, you're crazy. I mean, have you seen those girls up there? Like at the start line, they're all muscular and ripped and, you know, wearing no clothes. And this is just <laughs> – that's not me. <laughs> I'm not going to stand a chance with those girls. And lo and behold, I traveled up to South Carolina, met my friend, ran the race, and I actually won the first race I ever ran elite right there Battle Frog. Oh, um, crushed it. Yeah, it was a crazy surprise. I had no idea. And then that was literally history from there. And that was like three years ago. And now it's weird to think back to what was before OCR. (laughs) Like I'm literally thinking I'm like so involved in it now, not just racing, but like I don't remember life before obstacle course racing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it changes you. And I know uh, Like I, I spend most of my free time is all obstacle course racing focused, whether it be writing articles or training, or just wasting my time surfing Facebook and uh,
1: seeing yeah, what and people are up to. <laughs> free time, though. I mean, we've dabbled in how we got into OCR and kind of, I mean, I guess touch base. What all, because not only are you doing this podcast now, but please tell us and everybody listening, what do you do for OCR? Because, I mean, I could list like five things, and that's probably doesn't even touch base on what you do. <laughs> what do you do for OCR? And then you actually, I mean, you have a job, like, I mean, right. and have a family right (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: so uh for obstacle course racing i i write a lot for mud run guide so uh, you may recognize my name from that i also started recently started writing for a website called complete human performance that is like kind of the leaders in hybrid athlete training it's called you know like people who essentially lift weights and run Uh, so i started writing for them this year i've written articles for endurance news which is hammer nutrition's magazine i've written articles for milo which is a strength like a strongman-focused magazine, and I've written uh, one for MetCon magazine. I also have a website called Strength and Speed. Obviously, you should probably know that since you're listening <laughs> to the Strength and Speed podcast. Um, that also is kind of like hybrid athlete training, where it's it basically has a list of like you know ten criteria for endurance training and ten criteria for strength training. The goal is to kind of get to level twenty. So the idea is you set the goals, and that way you push yourself. Um, so I write for them. I also handle a lot of the backside support for that. Uh, I wrote a book called *Strength and Speed's Guide to Elite Obstacle Course Racing. Uh, And then other than that, I race on the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. So I'm at, you know, I usually take most of the winter off, and uh, I usually start racing in around April. And I'll race for six, seven, eight months in a row. Um, You know, build for two to three weeks, taper for a week, race, and then repeat uh let's see what else uh family i married uh to my lovely wife amy uh we have one daughter which if you were ever at one of the races i'm at you'll see us uh we never we always take the family with us so it's always a it's always a family event
1: i love that i, I love the family atmosphere and your wife awesome and oh that little precious angel so cute
0: <laughs> yeah she melts she melts my heart this is my my profile picture is currently me looking at her on like mile, like nine, or like it must be mile, like eighty-five of World's Toughest Mother. Oh, when uh, she's
1: there on the sideline, right?
0: Yeah, and it's like, yeah. You know, again, it, for me, it's just a, it's just such a great picture, uh, and it, like, it melts my heart to look at it. Um, but um, and then besides that, uh, currently still active duty in the military, so I do that full time, obviously, um, uh, and that is obviously contributed to some of my obstacle horse racing success, uh, building melt toughness, which we'll talk about in a couple of later episodes. I got some uh we got a good guest lined up for that. Um and uh, Yeah. <laughs> Actually he still has, I still haven't confirmed it with him, but I'm pretty sure he'll come come on. So maybe getting ahead of myself there. Um oh.
1: We'll put someone there, regardless.
0: So. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. And I, I know you're doing the Green Bay Challenge coming up. Is it next week, or is that no, It's February. When is that? Oh,
1: wait, yeah, that's in three weeks, February eighteenth. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, military. So, this will be good. This will be good uh, setup for that. Um,
1: yeah. So, like about. I said, I mean, pretty much. Geez, wow. Full time athlete, full time OCR media and guru and writer, and then <laughs> uh, husband, dad, military. I mean that's like almost in reverse order of yeah and full timeness so it's kind of that's crazy i I feel like I do nothing compared to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it, it just was just one of those things where like I feel like i don't know i like doing i like doing productive stuff i you know at some point i i stopped watching yeah i I spent a couple of years uh deployed for the for the military, and you know i we just we used to like just deploy and watch so many movies like I, I don't know like at the time it was fun, but like I look back and I'm like, oh, what was I doing? Just watching movies. You, you watch movies like all day when you, during your downtime, uh, kind of yeah. like escapism. But um, I don't know. I just I, got tired of it, and I like I like feeling productive. So what most people would consider work, uh, it's to me I I enjoy it and I like giving back, especially to the you know OCR. Well, I mean we'll hit this a hundred times, but it's just such a good crowd of people.
1: Exactly. It's just, and it's being, and being part of it when it's new and young—that's the best part, and that's what. So I mean, what I, I kind of do. So I, some people know me, and, um, I mean, I'm a full-time athlete, Conquer Gauntlet Pro Team athlete. So, um, do that. But when I started this, you know, I basically would race on the weekends and train, and again, no like professional training background. I just kind of did my own thing. But I was a restaurant. Waitress. So again, 13 years restaurant industry industry. Um, I actually I think when I was in Atlanta and started racing, I was waiting tables during the day and cocktail waitressing at a club at night mm. and then also training and racing on the weekends. So it was it was crazy. But that's what I did. Um, and I started slowly. Actually, it was pretty quick. Getting more and more into the racing where I, that's all I wanted to do. You know, I didn't want to go into restaurants anymore, and I was tired of waiting on people. I wanted to actually be active and motivate people. And you know, like through racing, I just was meeting really awesome people and what they were doing with their lives, and I wanted to be a part of the sport because I got really. When I, I think a lot of people know me originally just from Battle to be honest. I mean, I was really. Yeah, yeah, I was really involved with Battlefrog back in the beginning and I knew Garfield kind of threw me in and that's how I met everybody and made connections was just through all the original people that started with that. And so, um, I just got involved with like that behind the scenes thing too. So outside of racing, I got involved with the crew and the family side of crew. And so I continued working restaurants for about a year doing it. And then this summer or i guess last year what year are we now so last year 2016 (laughs) i was living in ohio in the beginning of the year and left ohio and wanted to return home to texas and along my return this is right basically when i was asked to join conquer the gauntlet um team of athletes and i kind of didn't know what conquer the gauntlet was like many people at the time and um I said, you know, like, okay, sure, I'll join the team. I felt kind of weird. You know, I never raced one of their races, and the schedule was just obscure locations to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like middle of America that just I wasn't ever going to see myself going. So my my race schedule is already set, and I, I remember telling David, I was like, I don't know if I'll make it to the races, but, you know, I'll gladly promote and get y'all's name out there. Well, I went to Dallas and fell in love with Conquer the Gauntlet. And basically from there – I kind of tagged along and forced myself on the Conquer the Gauntlet family. And whether they liked it or not, I started building with them. (laughs) So I now, I basically, like, when I moved from Ohio, I stopped working in restaurants because, you know, I quit my job there. And then I kind of joined the crew on the road, and I'm now, like, build crew person. And I basically don't want to go back to restaurants ever, so I'm a pro athlete racer, and I'm full-time build crew for Conquer the Gauntlet this season. And I, because of that, made a connection where I got to work in Canada and help build um, OCR World Championships. You know, we actually built an obstacle there and pitched in kind of around the mountain for the course.
0: That was a stairway to heaven for those of you who are not tracking. It's uh, uh, called the Devil Steps. It looks like a big V, and it's got steps. You essentially go up and down the underside of a set of stairs. If you're in Canada.
1: it was on the top of the mountain and all of you have pictures from it. It was awesome. Yeah. And then through that connection, I got to now build, um, I went with Terrain Race. So I'm actually working with them too and traveling and building. So, and then I'm also known for my like live videos and just being goofy on Facebook and social media. So I'm now a pro athlete and a social media goofball and builder for OCR. So, and that's why I'm doing this podcast because I just want to see how many things I can do in OCR and Never leave this community of people and sport and just be here forever. Y'all are stuck with me.
0: (laughs) Whether you like it or not, yeah.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. I think most of y'all like it, but, you know, we'll see through this podcast. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) So kind of touching on some some of the other uh, stuff I'm known for. Um, My big event last year was uh, OCR America. So I did seven venues – uh, in seven days, uh, basically running, multi-lapping each venue. So I ended up finishing like 161 miles over seven days. Uh, it's kind of like a my ultra OCR uh, feat for the year. Um, so that's kind of where I specialize. I specialize in the really long stuff. Um, so Battlefrog Stream I used to love. So there's eight, those eight-hour ones. I love World's Toughest Mudder, 24-hour uh, long races. Uh, so you'll definitely see me at some uh, Toughest Mudder events this year. Do an eight-hour, and you'll definitely see me at World's Toughest again, uh, a 24-hour race. Uh, That's where I do the best. Uh, Then I also like and enjoy Conquer the Gauntlet and kind of short course with really hard obstacles. So um, I like obstacle course racing where you have to do all the obstacles. I think that's the way it should be. Um, (laughs) I I love Spartan, and I appreciate everything they've done for this industry. It's huge. Uh, I don't think... I'm not even sure we'd be in industry without uh, kind of them leading the way. But I also think that, um, you I agree know. With
1: that. Everybody does. I, I, mean, and...
0: I think mandatory obstacle completion is a good thing for the elites. You know, we, for open, you, we can, you know, we can change the rules a little bit. But for, you know, if you're going to.
1: Burpees oh, in the throw for open waivers all day. but
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, to me, it's just weird. It's like, it would be like. You're in the steeple chase in the Olympics, and a guy doesn't get over the steeple and does, like, 15 jumping jacks and keeps running. it would be like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know, it would just be really bizarre. Um, so.
1: Well, I'm sure yeah. we'll have, like, a whole podcast dedicated to just that. So, yeah. touching base off what you're known for and what you did last season, you know, endurance, yes, world's toughest mutter, and the fact that you did 100-plus miles in a week, and then, again, world's toughest, you did, what, like, 80 in 24 hours? I mean, it's just I, insane. I did so, 90 Oh.
0: finished eighth, which I was super happy with.
1: Yeah, that's uh, so impressive. Congrats on that. Thank you. Um, what? So this season, are you focusing again? Is your focus going to be major endurance? And again, you know, with the ending the season, World Toughest Mudder. Do you have any other crazy 24-hour events or special plans for yeah. what you've got going on this year?
0: Uh, n- so it, I think it'll be mostly World uh, Toughest Mudders a uh, big peak for the year will be World's Toughest again. Uh that's what I always end my season in because it I literally put it all out there when I go to that event and I I will destroy my body to get okay. a to move up one placement. You know like you know people will be like, "Oh, I decided to call it quits so I didn't hurt myself." And I'm I go into that event and I'm like, "I'll I'll break myself. I'll destroy myself yep. to make it across it, that line." It's your
1: time to finish and be dead afterwards. <laughs> yeah,
0: like even if it's well people don't, like, "Even if it's one spot higher or one more lacked like I don't care. Sure. I, I I want that extra just that I wanna I wanna leave that event and be like and I'm done for the year. That's it. Um,
1: and that's what this does. I mean it's like it's you're not competing against it's with yourself. You're that's a competition to yourself and a goal. It's like okay, one you know ninety one miles. Like that's <laughs> one more. I've like, gotta get it.
0: So uh yeah. I mean that that that's the big one. Obviously you'll see me at a bunch of Conquer the Gauntlet events this year. Indeed. Um I'll be focused mostly on endur- kind of ultra endurance. Um, with, uh, OCR America, like I, I felt like I was in phenomenal shape going into that. And then I, you know, that obviously put, takes a toll on my body and it took me for, it took me a long time to recover from that. And actually going into world's toughest, I did not think I was do as well. I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to go out there, have a good time, enjoy myself. And, uh, I ended up doing really well. I was feeling good on the course. The weather was very nice.
1: Um,
0: so I'm, tr- I'm going to try to, uh, kind of focus on world's toughest this year and see where, see how high I can reach both. You know, against other competitors, but also against myself, and uh, I do have some crazy endurance stuff planned for 2018, uh, similar OCR America like. So Ooh. we'll um, uh, that's still a secret. <laughs> I haven't I haven't actually told anyone, so we'll uh, we'll keep that close hold You're until. Yeah, until uh, we'll keep that close hold until the end of the year. I well, I, I want to make sure I can finish the season strong, uh, 2017, and then we'll move into that uh, for 2018.
1: See, that's if you're tuning in, that's why you all need to listen to us because, you know, we're like the small guys, but between Evan and I, we've got some insider info, you know. We can divulge and give little teasers of some good season secrets here. We do. I
0: actually – I what's funny is I, I hold back a lot on social media because I'm like, oh, I want to share this right now, uh, you know, like, um, uh, yeah. Like the, US, the US OCR thing, we knew about that uh, ahead of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, oh yeah, I can't, I don't want to like, oh, I want to tell people so bad. (laughs) Well, yeah, so talking, okay, so that's your season lineup. Um, yeah, so this this is a crazy year for me. This is, I mean, like last year was transition year for me, just moving and relocating and finding my new, like came back from my fractured leg and building back up and getting back to where I wanted to be physically, mentally. I mean, I really wanted to quit OCR at the beginning of last year between like, Physical. So depression. Know,
0: talk about how you hurt your leg.
1: Oh, yeah. So I guess it was what, last year's 2016. End of 2015, um, in August at the Battle in Cincinnati. I mean, I was not like riding, but I was where I needed to be in the season. I was peak. I'd just been, um, I think I just won like Savage uh, Chicago and I won Savage Ohio earlier. I had filmed for Broken Skull Challenge in the summer. I mean, I was like. On top of my game, feeling good, feeling strong. And then, of course, King's Domain, Battlefrog Cincinnati. Man, that, that venue, it eats people alive. I mean, obviously, it's where oh, yeah. the championship was held for two years. So, gorgeous venue. Anyways.
0: Which is, which is, which is close already King's Domain. Yeah.
1: So sad, so sad. But I never got to have redemption, but I kind of decided I didn't need it. Um, so I was running down a hill basically and fell and, uh, fractured my tibia and messed oh. up my knee. Um, didn't need surgery on the knee, but it's kind of like one of those left it the way it was so I can do what I do for a little bit longer. But you know, got to be careful. But the worst part was the fracture in my leg because there really wasn't much I could do for it yeah. other than take me out at peak season and I missed championships and yeah. it was it was bad. So, so the, I basically. Those of you who've
0: never run uh, King's Domain, uh, where Battle Frog was, uh, Battle Frog Cincinnati was, it was OCR World Championships and home of Mud Guts, and Glory. The terrain's very technical. I mean, it's. It's rough, and you know if you're if you're going for the win and you're putting it all in on the line, you can easily, I mean, you can easily screw yourself up there. So
1: yeah, and the sad part was it wasn't even an obstacle. You know, I was just like feeling my groove on the downhill, and boom, boom that's what happened. I'm known for, I, people say I need bubble wrap because I fall easily. So, yeah, I fell and broke my leg. <laughs> but um it was the first injury, you know, I mean, again, from high school athletics and on, I never really sustained a major injury mm-hmm. that took me out of the competition. So I kind of went through those, like, athlete issues and, you know, depression. I guess, you know, I could have kept training my my upper body and my core, but I basically forgot that I had other muscles to train and got depressed. And it was winter in Ohio <laughs> yeah. and I hate the cold. I'm a Texan. I don't do well in the cold. And I mean like personal relationship, everything. So I went through it all. I gained, I think 30 pounds maybe um, started, you know, again, this was like coming into January, February, I'm recovering. They tell me, you know, I can start training again, slowly, whatever. Um, At this point I decided I was leaving Ohio. Needed to just get mentally my life back together and physically um, and I went and did the dirty double weekend in um, UK rat race weekend, went and did that with the team Sue like a girl, mm-hmm. um, that I was like picked for, voted for, for that. And, um, went over there and that was basically a 40 mile yeah, a- <laughs> as a double lap. So 40 miles, 400 obstacles that I had never dabbled in endurance. And this is why I was going to do It was like you know, try something new out of my comfort zone, and it was with crazies like Amy Booth and Kristen McBride, who are known for endurance, and yeah. that's what they do. And so,
0: I think Amy's um, finished Death Race, hasn't she? If I'm Oh yeah,
1: like I think several times she's yeah. finished Death Race, and then known. I mean, Kristen McBride, crazy. world's toughest mother competitor, she's been up to she's... top five, and yeah. I mean, just crazy girls, but awesome. And so I went and did this, you know, crazy endurance thing that you know all about, but to me, it's like. I'm a nut – I couldn't believe I did it, much less this was the first thing I did after, like, my leg injury. So I did that and thought I was going to die but loved it. And as soon as I finished that, I was like, okay, I'm definitely doing World's Toughest Mutter <laughs> And that was on my goals. And cause I've, I've sat by for, like, two years now and watched it. You know, I stay up for 24 hours and kind of freak out and stare at the computer like all the nut jobs and just wish I was there with you crazy people. So – um, I got back into it, and basically, again, like I said, I wanted to quit. I was 30 pounds overweight. I really just wasn't I, – I went to that event because I'd been picked prior to my injury. Like, I kind of was already committed. It was a team thing. I wasn't going to let the team down. That's just who I am. So I was like, you know what? Suck it up. Go do it. Tough it out. But when I got back, I just thought, okay, I, you know, I don't want to do OCR anymore. I'm over it. I'm miserable. I'm out of shape. Don't want to do it. And then I went to conquer the gauntlet in Dallas, and I met – I think, actually, you and I already met, but, like, I met most of the team there, you know, um, Christina HB, and that's I kind of... the first like time I met you in it. person. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, wow. Okay, so... so we, I think we, Chicago, we, talked, on, just...
0: we talked online, because I used one of your pictures from my book. Uh, yeah, so I need permission TV, from that, sure. and I want to say we t- talked about Shirtgate uh, at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Anywho, that's actually coming up in a minute, Um so, yeah, I basically, I guess Conquer the Gauntlet is what really changed everything for me. That race was meeting you, meeting Christina, David, Steve. I mean, and I was like, holy crap. And I, I changed my season, basically. I I changed everything I had planned, basically decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to train again. And I went to every Conquer the Gauntlet race after that. So, I mean, it just kind of, like, changed my career in OCR racing and then it led me to I actually kind of, like, found my groove again this season, or last season. You know, I started, um, I finished with a couple wins for Conquer the Gauntlet, and I won, I don't know, what did I do? Uh, you,
0: you were getting, and, like, you were getting faster every race. You were starting to worry me. No, that,
1: it, no, I mean, I was gunning for you guys. I'm that, coming that, after that you. That last
0: guys. Conquer the Gauntlet race, like, I looked back, <laughs> and you were, like, behind me. I was like, what the,
1: the hell is going on?
0: I, I said. <laughs> I had to hold you off before the end of the line. So, yeah, the Little Rock one. Yeah, you finished fourth overall.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I finally was finding my groove, but it's funny because this season has basically, like, my schedule for this season is completely different because now I've committed to full-time build crew, um, which means I will no longer be racing Conquer the Gauntlet races that I build which is kind of shocking because I was just getting to the point where, like, I was just going to sweep and I wanted to just win the whole season. Like, that was like, going to be my plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing my passion now because now I like to build so much that I want to do that. And, you know, it's it's totally different. I get to, like, put on an event for everybody and see them all excited about doing it. And I get to be like, oh, my gosh, I was a part of that and a part of the family that brings this to thousands of people. So, um it kinda of limited my schedule. So I really don't have like my schedule has like one week in each month that I can race and it's very strategic as to which races I can do. But this season I'm kind of focusing in like a bunch of crazy stuff, which I know as athletes that plan, you know, for training, you know you want to focus like you're focusing on your endurance and then others focus just on short course. But I'm a nut job and I'm just like one of those crazy fly by the seat of my pants athletes and do things that others don't like to do, whatever, I don't know. So um, I'm starting my season, actually, next weekend with Spartan Race, which is crazy because I haven't competed in a Spartan Race since <clears throat> Shirtgate.
0: <laughs> you, would you like to fill, fill everyone in on what Shirtgate was, uh, abbreviated? Uh,
1: come on. I, well, if you don't know what Shirtgate is, a lot of people, I'm kind of mm-hmm. infamous from that. That's, um, that, that's actually Spart- the first
0: time I heard your name. And they don't they – don't, I, I think it's kind of it's not a big deal anymore because they don't do that anymore. That was a that was a anyway. Explain what it is before.
1: So um, Spartan Atlanta Sprint two years ago now I think it was. Um, basically I got third place and I again was deep into Battle Frog. My boyfriend at the time worked for Battle Frog. I was all about Battle Frog. My family was there. We whatever we were all wearing Battle Frog shirts. I got on the podium in third place with a Battle Frog shirt on. Oh my gosh, heaven forbid. And I was told to take off my shirt. I wasn't allowed to wear it on the podium. It created an uproar. Little did I know, like, hours later, it had gone viral. I don't know. People were, like, saying I broke the Internet. People on the cruise that weekend heard about it. It was the biggest to-do, and it was so silly. I got, like, interviewed, and there were views and articles, and, like, Spartan headquarters was calling me and, you know, (laughs) saying that. It was just it was crazy. So it went on for a while. There's, like, hashtag shirtgate, and I was, like, given a shirt that said Shirtgate on it. And then it was funny because I think right after that, Ryan Atkins, yeah. who was on the Battlefrog Pro team, like won a Spartan race, and they like pixelated his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Shirtgate too. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, since then, I mean, Spartan has stopped doing that. I mean, they just showed – I just watched uh, some of the NBC coverage, and, you know, there's all sorts of other logos all over the place, and they don't care. Um, so it was
1: kind of funny. Like it was a – it was like, –
0: and then, and then Battlefrog eventually folded, you know, because uh, that's a whole <laughs> other issue. But, yeah, overspending is kind of the, the short yes. answer there. Um, but
1: but anyway, so, the, yeah, so sh- Shirtgate. So my start of my season is Spartan Race. Um, next weekend I'm running the Super and Sprint in Southern California, which is crazy. I'm so nervous and freaking out because, again, Spartan, Spirit Throw, I'm like one for nine or something I'm on worst.
0: that. I'm the worst at that. I, I don't think I've – I'm trying to recall if i ever even hit one. It's bad.
1: Yeah. So I don't race barns
0: that often. I'm sure. Uh,
1: I mean, everybody's like, just, if you hate burpees, don't fail an obstacle. And my whole thing is, right. well, when you get one chance and you slip off, I mean, oops, ugh, there's burpees right there. So right. anyways, I'm trying to, like, it's just going to be a fun race, you know, judge how I start the season. But from there, I basically, um, like, yeah, I do Green Bray Challenge here in February which is awesome. Um, that's out at Wyo Ranch here in Texas, which is the venue for Conquer the Gauntlet, Central Texas. And then right. now the US Championship event is gonna be there. So it's really cool. I'm excited to go out to that venue.
0: And I believe uh, I think the Greenberry Challenge is doing two events out there this year, if I remember. Yeah, they
1: actually announced today. What what? On my birthday, June thirtieth, another twenty four hour event behind the lines. Ah, cool. So that's what I was gonna say my schedule. I'm kinda like so I do my biggest thing coming up first will be, like, random Savage Race, Dreamery Challenge, this and that. And then I'm doing Toughest Philly because this girl is finally full-time committed to World's Toughest mother nice. in 2017. It's happening. I'll
0: so be i guess
1: I'll be at Toughest Yeah, that's what I'm like, I'm so excited. But I guess you could say I'm kind of focusing on the endurance events in a way because I'm building and can't run so many short courses. So mm-hmm. I'll be doing um, Toughest Philly. And then I'll also do the Green Grey Challenge 24-hour event in June. And then I'm traveling to Australia and doing the True Grit 24-hour event with the cSU Like a Girl Are team. you really? I didn't know that. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking so about doing that one taking, this year. Oh, my gosh. Come. Because we're taking a team. Like So the team was picked, and it's all new girls. And then we're going to take a team of veterans because it's um, relay style. So we're basically going to run together, like, the team of veterans. We'll get to run with the team of noobs so we can kind of, like, be with them the whole time relay style. So that's another 24 hour event, and then I mean, I guess like championship season and everything, and finishing with world's toughest. So yeah. my season is pretty crazy and different from what I've ever done. Yeah. Was, so I'll be man. Not only are we doing podcasts, I'm just gonna like be bugging you and picking your brain all the time. Yeah. Lucky.
0: I got a lot. I got a lot of good info for uh, obviously ultra OCR. It's it's a slightly it's a slightly different sport. I mean, some of the things you do in short course they just don't transfer well. I mean, like. Little things like gloves. Like, I never wear gloves for short course, ever. Uh, but for ultra OCR, I, I always have gloves on at least for part of the race, if not all of it. Um, See, I'm, and
1: that's why I'm, like, excited to do this because it's all things that I don't like to do and I'm not used to doing. Like, I hate extra stuff on me, you know, right? Yeah. Everybody knows me. Brenna runs around in her sports bra and, like, tiny shorts all the time because I don't like gloves and I don't like – Water packs and extra clothes. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? Not only do I run short distances, I'm going to triple, quadruple my distance and then add stuff on me. Woohoo! <laughs> but that's what this is all about to me. And again, that's what, you know, like this podcast bringing other people. I think people that, like, Conquer the Gauntlet is a whole new group of community and athletes to me. I never met half these people. And I think this podcast will bring that group of people into something new also. You know, like a lot of them don't run Spartan races and the bigger name races and don't feel comfortable. And so I think through this podcast between you and me, them feeling comfortable around us from Conquer the Gauntlet, we'll kind of branch them into other avenues of OCR and just bring the community closer together.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, think we have some good guests uh, that I'm still finalizing lined up. Uh, we'll be doing – I'd like to say we're doing – we're going to do weekly podcasts, but I know that's not true because once race season kicks off, I – you know, the amount of free time I have gets drastically reduced. So, you know, I think we're shooting for like twice a month. Uh, sometimes I think we'll come out with w- weekly new episodes. Sometimes it'll be twice a month, but um, I think we'll always we'll always sure. be there on some we'll level.
1: We'll just be flexible, you know. We're, we're the cool kids. We're flexible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, uh, you know, some of the episodes will just be me and Brenna running our mouth and uh, answering some questions from people who uh, send us questions, either audio files or posts. Other times we'll be interviewing, you know, race directors or other athletes, um, specifically within OCR. And then, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I kind of – the one thing I really like to do is bring in some outside people from – who are not OCR. And they're not not just runners, you know, like most OCR podcasts will bring in runners and – uh, they'd share their advice because OCR is largely running-based. But I think having um, having some other athletes in from other sports uh, can help fix some of the problems we face. Um, uh, adventure racing, you can draw a lot of lessons from adventure racing into team ultra OCR because it's, I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's very similar. Um, so things like that uh, is kind of where we're looking to move the podcast forward.
1: Can't wait, can't wait.
0: Yeah, I think we uh, I think we ran our mouth enough for today. Um, I know I was, I was going to jump in early. I know, Brenna, you were talking about some injury uh, injury you had earlier. Uh, for those of you who like reading articles online, I know Amelia Boone wrote a great several great pieces on her injury and her recovery process. If you haven't read those, I would uh, head over to her page and read them. Just kind of how your identity is tied to racing and, uh, you know. Some of us take OCR more serious than others. Uh, I would argue I probably take it too seriously, uh, but I mean, you know, that's what I love. So
1: it's our life. It's it's what we have become and yeah. it's become. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, gr- she wrote a great article. I would check that out. Um. I wrote one on injury. Uh. Basically uh, on mud run guide. A couple months later. Um. I think that's pretty good. Obviously, because I wrote it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't have written it if I didn't think it was good.
1: Um, We're allowed to tune our own horns every once in a while on here. I mean, come yeah. on, it is yours and me co-hosting. We can we can say what we want about ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, kind of with that, uh, we'll just kind of, if you want to give a shout out to any sponsors or uh, any events coming up, and then uh, I'll do the same, and we'll uh, we'll call it a day.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, awesome, everybody. This has been great first episode can't wait to do more, and, again, look for me. Wish me luck this weekend at Spartan, and um, Conquer the Gauntlet sponsors. I'm excited about our new mug gear, and Atomic Climbing Holds have been kicking my butt. And then um, myself, I'm a legend-born ambassador, so I'm always shouting out to them awesome jerseys. So I'll be racing in that this weekend. But, um, yeah, can't wait for the next episode. Thanks for having me.
0: Great stuff. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to, obviously, Conquer the Gauntlet pro team, uh, who have given me more than I can ask for. Um, and then, uh, I'm a Hammer Nutrition sponsored athlete. So if anyone's looking to order some endurance supplements or whey protein, you can hit them up, uh, hammernutrition.com. Uh, I have links on the Strength and Speed website, gives you 15% off your first order, uh, or you can enter the referral number two four zero eight eight seven. also sponsored by Synergy Sports, uh, if you know Rob Butler, uh, the owner of Shale Hell, uh, permanent OCR facility in Vermont that I used not only for OCR America, I've also done their 24-hour race called Shell Hell there uh, about two years ago. They've got an eight-hour race coming up in February in the winter, Snow OCR. It's kind of cool, called Polar Bear Challenge. Um, so sponsored by Synergy Sports, so also check them out. They make some uh, great climbing stuff too, uh, if you, especially if you're going to set up your home break. Um, I think that's about it. And Mudder and Guide, obviously, for letting me write for them and uh, spread some of my knowledge for OCR. I think that's it, Brenna. Um, I think we, uh, yeah, we're, we're pushing the, uh, high 40 minutes here, almost 50. So, uh, we'll call it a day. And we will see everyone, uh, next week. That different strength and Peace out.